And, yeah, we're live. We're live yet again with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Key, where we talk about this week's releases of comics. So, for those of you who don't know, comics come out every week. It's crazy. DC Comics come out on Tuesdays, Marvel and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays, and we're here on Thursday to talk about this whole week's comics and what we've read. Uh, I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. I cannot do this alone. That's why, if you're watching this, you can see who we got here today. Uh, I'm going to uh, uh, introduce Ambrosia Kep. Ambrosia, how are you doing today? Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good. Your mic cut out a little bit, but I... Is your mic on your, like, headset? No, it's right here. Oh, I think okay, I cool. Had, so I put it on mute. My dog decided to bark, like, mm. right then and there, so I, I muted it. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. So, yes, but hello. No, I'm here. Sorry. I'm happy to have you back, Ambrosia. I know it's a slightly earlier time. Did that mess with you? No, because I'm on break right now. Yes! So I, I, I was able to, it didn't mess with my schedule at all. Okay, good. That was amazing, thanks. Yeah. I, I'm 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 happy to have you because for the last couple of weeks we've had one person shows or like two oh, people really? shows. Me and Manny, for instance, last week, or me and Michael Mead, I think the week before. Yeah. Um And so, well, because it's tis the season, you know, it's tough. Everyone's busy. And Everyone's busy, schedule. and it's an earlier time. I, I you know, I had but to do that. Eh, you know, Manny's in New York, so it's six o'clock. No, no uh, seven. seven o'clock. Yeah. Seven, yeah. 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 So has this been easier for you, Manny? Let me introduce Manny Batista, everybody. Yay. And uh for the for those of you who aren't uh, watching this live and you're listening to the podcast, Manny is dressed up as Oh, 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 it's great to be here, Dimitri. I'm Santa Manny here to talk and spread the love of comics in this holiday season. Or something like that. Something like that. I was I was gonna make a, a pun, like a portmanteau on, on Manny and Santa and call you Manta Claus, but then oh. it sounds like a weird Aquaman villain. <laughs> you know? Also a little terrifying. I don't yeah. wanna be Manta Claus. Manta Claus. All right. Uh uh Manny, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to talk about the comics uh the week because it was a really good week. Or at least the stuff that I read was pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited to be uh, to be talking about it. A lot came out this week, and the reason I know a lot came out this week is because I have to prep all the images, and I'm like, when is this gonna end? There's so many images, and so you know, we we got a lot to talk about. Um, doing doing all the hard work for us. Look at you. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know how it is. Uh, right now, our, our frame rate's pretty stable. Our bit rates are pretty stable, which means nothing to anyone who does not know what I'm talking about, but everything to people who watch this and they're like, why is everybody freezing? So right now, it seems to be doing pretty well. So I'm happy for that. Uh, my Christmas wish is that I get this internet stuff sorted out for 2022. That's my Christmas I wish. I know a guy, and he knows Santa, and could possibly be Santa. So maybe he could put a good word in for you. Okay, right, Manny? Well, I'll put a good word in with the boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my family. I used I used to ask my parents. I was like, "How are there mall Santas?" And my my parents were like, "Oh, they're hired by Santa to act on his behalf." And so, like, Manny, you were hired by Santa, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I'm on this payroll. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
what was I, I was going to say, oh, uh, because tis the season, uh, I want to know, um, what your comic book wish would be if you had to have a Christmas wish, uh, 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 for comics. Now it could be any, I mean, it could be any aspect of comics. It could be that Bruce Wayne finally, uh, gets into a threesome. If that's what you want, maybe you could wish for that, but it could be anything. It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be about the industry or plot or, uh, anything in between. What's, uh, what's your guys' Christmas wish? Uh, okay. And I'm assuming everybody here celebrates Christmas, but I also, it's whatever, holiday wish if you want. Perfect. Um, I think I would change that uh, MJ was the one who died and Gwen Stacy stayed. Oh, that would be your holiday wish? Is death okay. upon a fictional character? <laughs> no, that sounded really bad. Okay. How about they both stay? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I wish Gwen Stacy didn't die. Okay. Ta-da. Ta-da. That's fair. Everyone, everyone's alive then. Okay. Um, I like that. That is nice. Also Thanks for humbling me. Uh yeah. It's like, come on, that's not that's not the spirit of the season. Wishing <laughs> transferring bad. death onto another person. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, yes, okay. So that Gwen Stacy didn't die. Okay. All right. All right. Uh Manny, what's your what's your Christmas wish? Manta uh, Claus? My, <laughs> my Christmas wish is that somebody else takes the mantle of the flash. Because that has needed some new blood for like decades now. Okay, that's fair. Um, do do you think that person should be a character that we've already seen, or yeah, or like an original, a, a new speedster? Because remember oh. when Impulse was created? Like that's a talk about like a classic speedster that it was made relatively, you know, recently, last thirty years, right? Yeah, I feel like. There are so many characters that could take off that mantle, especially because Williamson expanded the Flash family in his run, and now we're sort of running with that. Yeah. Uh, pun not intended. Uh, <laughs> we also yeah. just introduced uh, uh, Jess Chambers, the new non-binary kid Flash. Right. And right. if they set them up uh, to be the... Like, all that I want uh, is somebody to be properly set up to make the audience care about them in either the Flashbook or in something else, right? Because a lot of what people liked about Wally became the Flash was not in the Flash book, but in Teen Titans. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. So set somebody up as as your as your next up and coming speedster. Have something happen to Wally. Doesn't even have to die, man. He could just like retire. He's got kids now. I'll let him live. Uh, and have somebody else take that man. Because I feel like the Flash mantle should always be moving forward. Mark Wade famously said that the Flash is a legacy book, and I feel like we are running short on the legacy because they just keep swapping back between Wally and Barry. And I love Wally West a lot, but I feel like to really change things and to really move the platform, because that's the one character that I feel like should constantly be changing, they should put somebody else in that role. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you think Wally's run, you think Wally's run his course after he just got back? Dude, I think he ran his course when Bart took the mantle. I you would have that- rather had Bart stay. And we're back after a short technical difficulty. Uh, this is Comic Talk. Uh, probably a good time to bring up that we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Keeg Show. Uh, we will use that money to uh, create a better internet infrastructure for the show. So, uh, you know, uh, might be worth subscribing to. And, and you also get goodies. So Patreon.com slash The Keeg Show. Manny, you were talking about your Christmas wish. Um yes. 
What is going on here? That's weird. All right. Uh, what was your Christmas wish was uh, uh, more flashes. Did you want to finish that thought? Or not more flashes, but but setting up a proper uh, flash that's kind of new and, and whatnot. Yeah, that's all. That's all I, I feel like I, we, this has been a, a thing that I've been wanting for a while because for the last like more than a decade, it's been Barry, and then now back to Wally. I feel like we only moved forward, back forward, but not in any significant way as I think that the Flash really should. Yeah. Um. Do you feel like that's all heroes? I mean, a lot of them, yeah, but I feel like the Flash specifically, that's more important to because the Flash is all about family and it's all about legacy. Yeah. Like, a big part of what made Wally's run so special was that it uh, was this, like, love letter to all the people that came before him and also all of the people around him, right? Yeah. Uh, once Barry came back, you lost you lost a lot of that, and I feel like uh, you have to... I feel like, like, to make, to, like, reinvigorate the Flash book, that would be great to have somebody else in that role and do do something similar where you you pay homage to everything that's happened recently while and and using that uh before i think kind of got funky uh did you have someone that like you would want to be like to kind of take that place or do you feel like that we should have like a brand new character uh jess is brand new and their costume is sick uh, so set up Jess properly somewhere, again, either in the Flashbook or in whatever other book they're going to be in, and I think that that would be a great new person to uh, carry on wearing the Flash color. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, isn't it weird how the Flash family in the comics and Fast and the Furious both hinge family on being fast? Like, it's two themes. It's oh. be as fast as you can and be a family. And it's weird how both franchises do that. Jay Garrick is now Dom Toretto in my head. Thank you. Because Barry is definitely Brian. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Brian, Brian. What's his name? What's Paul Walker's uh, name? I do not remember. I I don't watch the Fast and the Furious. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I think I watched the first one. Okay. Um. Well, Brian is in that, but okay. Um. Uh, yeah, but, uh, what's my Christmas wish, uh, that yes. people subscribe to Patreon, uh, dot com slash the Keeg show. Uh, and it's given me an excuse to be like, okay, if you subscribe to the, to the, to the noble person tier, you get Keeg merch. And so that's just <gasps> going to give me an excuse to, uh, to create Keeg merchandise, which includes shirts. I was going to say, do you have it yet? I don't have it. I will create it for each person, like. I will have to do it that way. I can't, you know, create a bunch. Because I want every every month you can get a different piece of Keeg merch. So, oh. you know, you'll get something different. And I'll, That's so cool. You know, yeah, I think so. I think Keeg shirts would be cool. I can make them and I can uh, mail them to people. So, they so, you know, you take your pick. You know. What? What, what are the tiers? Uh, the tiers, the, the five tiers are called Citizen... Squire, knight, noble person, and grand vizier. Ooh, do you get to make those up, or is that like? Yeah, I just made them up because it. it's all based around the kingdom, you know. Oh, uh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. So grand vizier though is is a lot higher than the one before it because it's more like oh, essentially you're like helping like really boost the show with like that amount per month. 
it's like a lot more. But like you get more stuff for it. Uh, so people who are interested, that is. But I think noble person might be the best, the highest of like the normal tiers, where you get key merch. You know. I like it. I like it. That's a good plan. Yeah. Good call. Uh, so that's my that's my Christmas wish. Uh, if anyone listening to this wants to subscribe uh, and be a part of uh, uh, the kingdom, you know. Uh, also, I just want to be able to produce better shows and more shows and uh, do that through 2022. So, you know, the options are out there. Like um, what? Uh, let's see. Out of, out of DC and Marvel and everything, uh, a, a lot of books came out, independent books. Um and uh, anyone watching this show will be able to see the slideshow of, uh, of, of issues when we, when we go over them. You'll be able to see those. Um, what is your guys' pick of the week? Ooh, mine was Venom. Really? Are you, digging, yeah, I, are you digging Venom right now? Yeah. Yeah. Is no one else? Uh, I like the art, and that's really cool. So I'm trying to figure out whether I want to stick with it. But those weird science fiction time travel stuff isn't necessarily Venom to me. Yeah. But that's just me. I don't know. How are you feeling about it? Why is it your pick of the week? Um. So I loved this. I mean, because essentially it's no longer like an Eddie Brock story. It's a Dylan Brock story. Right. And I just like that fact that we get to explore a new Venom that's not one that we typically get to see right um and especially like where it left off with uh what was her name archer archer lyle um is that mania or whatever who's archer lyle um she is the like the the she like double stabbed like but she she stabbed him in the back she she put him in a trap in this recent issue Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the detective lady who shows up at the end of the last issue. Who's like, "Come with me, and we'll like figure some shit oh, out." Oh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Like, locks him in the room. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I have just, I mean, Venom was always has always been one of my favorites, and it was going to be um, different having Johnny Cates not write it after writing it for so long. But um, I've really enjoyed where it's going so far, and having kind of Dylan try to figure out this chaotic life. Yeah. By himself, essentially. Yeah. Um, what's cool about all these books is is what we try to, like, convey to the listeners and the watchers of this show, the audience, is that, like, uh, like, is this a good jumping on point for people who are fans but that don't want to read, like, 900 issues of Venom? Is this issue or this run a good hopping on point, uh, do you guys think? No. Oh, you say no? Why not? Uh, because if you're not intimately familiar with what Donnie Cates was doing on Venom, you're going to be super confused. That's fair. Yeah, but that... if like they get like the synopsis of like what happened with Noel and like the King in Black, and like knowing that Eddie Brock died and that Dylan is going to be kind of taking over that, then I think they'll be okay. I, I feel like my biggest, my like for for new readers at least would be that this is so drastically different than what you associate with Venom. That's uh, true. That yeah. That j- jumping in, you're just going to be hit with, like, the person who I know to be Venom is not Venom. I don't know this kid because I didn't read the Donny Case yeah. run theoretically, right? So who is this this young kid, Eddie Brock? They don't yeah. explain the null stuff until, like, this issue and for, like, a page or two. Yeah. And also, uh, the what is it? I forget the name of the cat. 
Uh, oh, spoiler or um, uh, uh, I don't know. The stranger, no. Um, it's a vet. It's a vet. A symbiote cat, right? It's a symbiote yeah. cat, and and even that, like, I feel like there, there's there's so much baggage going into this run that a new reader is going to sort of have a rough time jumping into that first issue. That's fair. Yeah, I could see that. That's fair. But uh, uh, Ambrosia says it's. I mean, as long as like you, you you're kind of used to the genre, you would say that like this this expansion of the mythos is pretty easy to follow. In my opinion, it is right. Um, but I guess you also. I forgot that like we have uh like the mayor in here. Sorry, not the mayor, but the senator, like, right? The guy yeah. running for senate. Yeah. And we see him a lot when like we did the single issues of or the one shots of like uh uh what was that? Yeah, uh, it was uh extreme carnage. Extreme yeah. Carnage. Was yeah. it Extreme Carnage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how we had like the one shots of each symbiote. Uh, and so we kind of saw, we saw him. And so I guess like if you didn't read that line of watching um, like who he is walking into this, you would be lost. A little bit confused. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like if you start with issue one, but you're right, it kind of spins out of Extreme Carnage and the previous Venom run. So it might be a little bit tough. But what I do recommend for anyone when they're picking up comics, you could technically jump in wherever, as long as you do the research beforehand. At the and some some need more research than others. So if you Wikipedia Venom and you caught up, you could jump in on this issue one, two, and then three, right? Like yeah, I think a quick Wikipedia search before jumping into this, or even just like familiarize yourself basics with the basics of the not even all of the Venom history, just the the, the like bullet points of the previous run. Yeah. Then you should be good. Yeah. Oh, the cat's name is Sleeper. It was bothering me. I had to go back. Uh, cause Sleeper is is what they put on that one guy at the end of Extreme Carnage, right? Without his knowledge, he didn't mm -hmm. know, right? That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, all right. So uh, uh, that's Ambrosia's pick of the week. Is is Venom, uh, number three. Uh, Manny, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is Maw number four. Ooh, you guys, I love when you guys bring in independent comics because I know that I'm lacking in that department, but... Ooh, uh, which one was it, Manny? Uh, Maw. Tell, tell oh, me Ma. about it. Tell me about it, Manny. Uh, uh, so real quick, very important trigger warning for this book because it discusses sexual assault. Uh, so if you're, like, not... If that makes you uncomfortable, I don't, like, don't read this. It is... It is very poignant in the point that it that it wants to make, but to do that, it has to talk like talk about these things pretty pretty openly. But uh, the idea is there's this woman who's been through that in her past, uh, who is still suffering from the effects of it because she tried to report it to the police, but you know it was very hard for her to do that, and they didn't do anything, and even the people that that did that to her got a slap on the wrist. Uh, so now that uh, all, all of all of the feelings from that and all of the, the the sort of mental anguish from that is manifesting itself in monsters that are literally erupting from her and killing the people that did that to her and uh, it's very intense it's super emotional it uh, is like legit scary while also genuinely having something to say about this uh, I won't spoil anything about the book because I think if that interests you even a little bit, just like start it from issue one and pick it up. It's only four issues in, so you can 
jump right in. Also, the art is really, really good, uh, and the monsters that sort of do that are genuinely creepy and make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, that like I hate saying like it sounds good just because of like the content and everything, but it sounds like so deep and so uh emotional. I don't know. It sounds really good. And that's their boom, yeah. I think so, yeah. Um first thing uh sorry, I noticed in, in Ambrosia's background, are your comic books falling down, Ambrosia? They're like at an angle. Um no, I think they're just angled. Uh, okay. No, I think they're just slanted. I need to get, like, bookends. Yeah. To make them, like... You can get cheap ones if you wanted cheap ones. I got some cheap ones to, Did like... You? Yeah, because I have them on a shelf, but sometimes they don't fill up the whole shelf, so I do put a, put a bookend just to keep them standing up, you know? Oh, yeah. See, I should do that, because I'm kind of the worst when it comes to, like, properly taking care of your books. Yeah. Um, like I just like I, organizing. That's just me. Oh, you know? same. So when it comes to that, my organization skills are like on point. Like with my actual like comic racks, they're yeah. like alphabetized. Like I do that weekly. But when it comes to like my other books, I just throw them there. But um, I I probably could get some for free at school if I just went to the library and you guys oh, are yeah. using these, right? Yeah. Um. That's like most of my supplies in my room. I have a like a drawer full of supplies come from the fact that my mom's a teacher. <laughs> and I just, oh, is she really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, my mom's always been a teacher. Uh, oh, what does she uh, teach? Uh, she teaches college now, but she used to teach kids for like 25 years. Uh, oh. She teaches college, yeah. Um, That's and, and I've I've taught at her schools because she used to own uh, uh, two schools. So I've taught and worked with kids. Wait, do you say she used to own two she schools? She used to own two private schools. Yeah. What? Uh, Montessori schools. You know, it's nothing. It's not like yeah. a like a Catholic school. She, you know what no. I mean? No. Uh, that's still really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up around. <laughs> I grew up around schools, but it's more like I grew up around. Like, I went to school, but then I also spent time working with her and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so you're like paper clips. I got you. Yeah. I actually don't have paper clips, but I do have a lot of scotch tape. <laughs> a lot of scotch tape. Scissors. Uh, glue sticks. You know uh colored pencils anyway um my pick of the week my pick of the week so so uh manny's was maw uh ambrosia's was venom mine is i i hate to be lame okay okay uh i'm gonna explain i'm gonna explain i'm gonna explain normally i pick nightwing and nightwing is my pick of the week okay nightwing 87 was amazing reminiscent of my past love of Tintin comics in a way. Did you guys read Nightwing 87? No. Yeah, dude. Oh, it was so good. It was so... so the good. art is next... Like, the art needs to win an Eisner. Like, I, that I, issue? I, oh. It needs to win an Eisner. I explained to my... To, I explained it to a friend as, like, if you want to see Bruno Redondo, the artist of Nightwing, just flex for 20 pages, read the new issue of Nightwing. Right. Right. Uh, and, and you could tell, like, the, the the writer and the artist are working in tandem really well, you know, with that. So Nightwing 87 is my pick of the week. But I want to do a shout-out to Avengers Forever number one. Okay. Because I don't give Avengers much credit normally. Like, I like Avengers, but I don't like them as much as X-Men. But I think that I enjoyed Avengers Forever number one more 
than I did uh, uh, any of the X-Men titles. Really? Because Avengers Forever one number one was just that good, I thought. Wait, so which which part did you think it was lame? What? What? Oh no! Know, you said no. What What was lame is that I I tend to pick Nightwing as my pick of the week. You know, on the weeks we that it comes like out. We like what we like. I know Nightwing's amazing. I'm just saying, like Avengers Forever needs a needs a good shout out. It needs someone in their corner. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It was also just really good. It was my runner up, but the fact that it was my runner up over X Men titles is a big deal because I love me my X Men titles. What titles um, came out for X Men this week? Sword number eleven was good. It was. Uh, uh, Wolver. Okay, let's see. I'm gonna show because I have little slideshows set up. Sword number eleven was good. Uh, uh, and I liked it a lot, but it didn't beat Avengers Forever number one. Um, Wolverine number nineteen was fun. It was like a Moby Dick type story. It was a standalone one shot kind of thing with Wolverine nineteen. Um, and then uh, uh, Trial of Magneto wrapped everything up and it was super confusing and so uh uh i can explain that later yeah i was gonna say manny did you read that one he doesn't read x-men right now oh see i i don't either because i'm so behind that i have them all i just need to binge them yeah um but i don't know uh let's talk uh manny brought up nightwing or i brought up nightwing 87 manny mentioned that he had read it uh ambrosia didn't no, I did not. Oh, it's so good. It's Do you have any thoughts, Manny, that we haven't already touched on? Uh, my What I like about this issue, and, I, and what I think the listeners should note, if you have been uh, on the fence about reading Nightwing for whatever reason or want to jump into it, this is the perfect issue to just pick up off the off the shelf and, and read, even if you're not of what the rest of the book is like, because it is a, this is a one-shot story, basically, of... Uh, Nightwing and Batgirl rescuing a dog. Like if when you boil it down, that's 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 yeah. what that is. It's adorable. It captures the sort of great back and forth between the Bat family that Tom Taylor has been doing so well in this book. And again, Redondo is ridiculous. Like ridiculous. He does the um. There's another artist that does this a lot. Uh, Marcos Martin. Uh, you may know as doing a bunch of Spider-Man stuff for a little while. He mm. did Private Eye with Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. Uh, where you'll take an entire page and you'll just run through you'll take an entire page and that'll be your setting and you'll just see the characters at basically after images running through that entire setting right and this book is 20 pages of that and it's gorgeous and yeah. the the visual storytelling is done so well the way that he sort of seamlessly transitions from exteriors to interiors this almost felt like something like something that could have been out of like david aja's work on Hawkeye okay. way back. Yeah. Uh, in that, like, sort of working with the format in a different and fun way. Yeah. Uh, this is, like, maybe my favorite issue of the book so far. I like it a lot. This book is... This, mm. uh, again, any of you guys know Tintin? Because it just reminded me of Tintin. Like a Tintin chasey. If it, is that the dog that they rescue? The one that you have pulled up on... Yeah. Um, on what? On volume? On volume. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's uh, that's Nightwing's dog. So oh. Nightwing's dog is named Haley after Haley's Circus, and also Haley has uh, a nickname, Bitewing. Oh. And they're both canon. They're they're both canon names. So um, 
what I what I find good about this book is it's not just Nightwing trying to find it. It's also you see Bloodhaven and you see the citizens of Bloodhaven going through their daily lives. And I'm pretty sure they're all modeled after like real people because those the way their designs are, they're way too specific. I feel like the artist knows the faces that he puts on them. But like it, it th- this whole run has been about Nightwing choosing to save the people of Bloodhaven, right? In different ways. Uh, whether it's with with charity, whether it's with super uh, hero antics, like he believes in Bloodhaven as a city when other people have given up on it, right? And you see those citizens and you see their love and you also see their love of him. Like there's a guy on a motorcycle that says, hey, Nightwing, take my motorcycle. And he's like, really? And he's like, yeah, you saved my parents. Uh, the line is, you saved my parents once and I actually do like my parents. So, you know. Uh, take my motorcycle. So Nightwing takes the motorcycle to catch up to the van. And like, this Gotham doesn't do that to Batman, right? Hey, Batman, take my, uh, take my motorcycle. I don't know. I've just, I, I, we rarely see that. Um, not to like get off topic from that, but like going, did anyone read the Robin or Robins too? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it. It was, I, for some somehow, I read it a couple weeks ago. I, I know that on that website it said it came out this week. But I don't know whether it actually came out this week or not because the website's sometimes wrong. That website that we oh. use. Uh, oh. So, but uh, Robins too. Let's let's talk about. It. I don't well, have an image for it, but did you I, like it? Yes, I did not read it a couple weeks ago. I read it today. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, we saw that when all the Robins are together and like realizing that they get to do stuff that like Batman doesn't get yeah. to do or like the way that they are viewed in society is very different than the way Batman is viewed. Yeah. Yeah. And just like Gotham doesn't love Batman, right? No. They, they need Batman, but they don't love Batman. I think, isn't that what like Dark Knight talks about? It's like, you know, the hero that, that Gotham uh, uh, needs, or was it hero that Gotham deserves? Uh, but doesn't But not need... the one it needs right yeah. now. But that was because, you know, at the end. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. Uh, I yeah. just, yeah. Many have thoughts. No, like... but it, it, okay. it's, it's true. And it, it is also so sad because, I don't know, Batman, like, he just needs, he just needs the friends. And, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting, like, how people's perspectives or how Gotham's perspectives are like that towards Batman, but not Robin. Not right. the Robins. Right, right. Manny, were you going to say something? Yeah, I just sort of wish that we actually got Gotham's perspective more often. Yeah. Like the closest I feel like I've gotten to that was that book Streets of Gotham from like years ago that Paul Dini did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like, you know, about different people that you wouldn't even think about in Gotham City. I just wish that the city could actually interact more with Batman. I mean, like the citizens rather than just like, Oh, the city's full of criminals, criminals, and, oh, right, I forgot, uh, children in danger, and that's it. Right. There are two right. types of people in Gotham. You're a criminal, you're a child in danger. Right. Everyone else does not exist, or is well, a cop. Right. Which is one of the one of the reasons I love the Birds of Prey movie, is it shows a lived-in Gotham. Right? It shows the people of Gotham. It shows, like, people living their lives. You know? Well, and then that's why, uh, did any of you guys read Marvel Voices? Yeah. Which one? Um, wait, wait, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Not Marvel Voices. Marvel Snapshots. 
No, that I didn't. So those are really cool because, and I, and I love them so much because you get the different perspectives, but like each one have like, they weren't centered around like superheroes. They were centered around like the people of like New York or whatever, like location. So like we looked at like EMTs, like what they are going through while like superheroes are fighting and like, you know, them trying to like protect the civilians and, um, so like I love those because you got the perspective uh, that we don't typically get in a lot of these books. Yeah, yeah, and you you need that, especially after years and years of superheroism. Like I think not focusing on the citizens is 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 a lost uh, uh, it's lost potential, right? Because many if that kind of thing interests you. There's a whole book about that written by Kurt Busiek mm-hmm. called Astro City. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and everybody needs to read that because those are some of the best superhero related comics to ever come out, period. And I hold that opinion very, very strongly. So if you want to see stuff about how like a we'll call it we'll call Astro City like Marvel's New York, right? Where like all the right. superheroes are sort of chill there. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want to see stories that are reverential towards superheroes, but sort of take them in a different light. Astro City has been around for decades yeah. and is all about that. It is so yeah. good. Uh, I don't remember much about Astro City, but I do remember reading one book of it when I was a kid. Uh, all I remember is the Samaritan. And there's a jack-in-the-box guy, right? Yeah. Okay. That's all I remember. But yeah, it's its own continuity and its own like city of heroes. You know? Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Did you guys read any other Batman titles? Since we're on this Batman train, you know, mm-hmm. uh, did you guys read any other Batman titles? I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out a couple Batman titles that came out this week. We got Batman Catwoman number nine. Uh, we got Batman One Dark Knight number one. Oh, I started to. I didn't finish. Uh, we got Catwoman uh, thirty eight. Then we got Catwoman Lonely City number two. Then we got Legends of the Dark Knight number eight, and Nightwing eighty seven. I guess counts as well. So, uh, I mean, it was primarily Bat titles this week, as far as DC Comics is concerned. Um, uh, I read halfway through Batman One Dark Knight. Was it good? I, I liked it. Um, okay. what, what was cool was that, so uh, this is written and drawn by Jock, uh, who I don't know much of, but I know that, uh, shoot, there is a big company, like magazine company, can't think of the company right now but uh it's gonna be with robert pattison and zoe kravitz and he did the artwork for that as well which was cool to see like in a publicized magazine that's out at your typical grocery store so i liked huh. that okay. but i don't know much about jock do you guys about yeah. the writer uh jock has done a bunch has done batman before he did black mirror which was like his big batman story uh, <laughs> he did witches with scott snyder uh, he, I love his artwork because I I have like an obsession with if you draw a good Batman silhouette then you're then you're like in you're like in the club of good Batman artists, and that guy draws a killer Batman silhouette. His stuff is very ink heavy and scratchy and dark, and I think it totally works for particularly this book, which is a, a sort of like thousand miles a minute Batman action story. Yeah. Uh, about a villain who makes a giant blackout over Gotham and now Batman has to take this villain across the city to Blackgate on foot. That's how we sort of end this issue. Uh, in, in One Dark Knight? Yeah. 
Nice. Okay. Oh, it was, sorry, random. It was Empire Magazine. And so check out like the Robert Patterson magazine cover for um, Empire Magazine. And he did the artwork for, which you definitely see like the silhouette and like the heavy, like the scratch, like everything that Manny just talked about. You definitely see summarized into this one picture, which is really cool. Uh, his name is Jock. J O. It's an alias, but yeah. Right. I always think it's interesting when artists use aliases in this medium, in this specific medium. Like, uh, uh, was it, uh, Udon was like a group of people, right? Remember Udon? Also, oh. Frank Quitely. Frank Quitely is an alias? Yeah, dude. It's a play on Quite Frankly. But it's, oh. <laughs> What? I had no idea. What? I didn't know that. It, okay, so, but is it one person? Yeah, it's just one dude. It's just a rant. A, I, I'm, I don't know what to say, Manny. The guy I've known as Frank Quitely is just an alias. It's, yes. what's, what's his, what's his real name? I don't remember off the top of my head, but I I, I rem I'll never forget. Like I like I, I read I read that and I was like, what? I just thought it was what? It's been years. It's been decades since I've been using his name. Oh, Vincent. Okay, better known as Vincent. I don't want to butcher his last name. Uh, Diagon. Diagon. Okay. D e i g h a n. Diagon. Diagon Alley. That's what I thought, but it's a Scotland name. He's oh, from Glasgow. Vincent Digan, Di Di maybe? Better known by the pen name Frank Quitely. Oh. That is the best. Is that there why he, he works with Morrison? They're both Scottish, right? Yeah, he's been, he's been working with Morrison for a while. For decades. Uh, okay. Uh, but, it, I mean, it also extends to, like, Junkie XL, when, like, like a composer has a, like a stage name. It's not even just a pen name; it's a stage name. Like Frank Quitely, at least like that's a first and last name. But Jock, or like Udon back in the day, I think that was like a team of people. But like, uh, that's that's how like Stan. I mean, and Stanley's wasn't even like that great. And what like his name was Stanley Lieber, and he changed it to Lieb Lieberwitz, right? Wasn't it Lieber? Yeah. No, or was it Lieber or Lieberwitz? Lieber. I don't know. It was, it was, it was, oh, okay. Yeah. Even Maybe even I think Jack it, Kirby. What's up? Yeah. Even Jack Kirby, Jacob Kurtzberg. That goes back a, a while. Why, what happened there? I do not know, but there we go. Demetri, uh, you are really going through some technical things. <laughs> I am so sorry. I, 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 I hate it. I want to be able to like count on things, you know? Um, I can count on you two just for being awesome. So thank you for letting me, you know, allowing me to count on you guys for being great. Got you. Um, so, uh, was there, I mean, was there any other, like, good Batman titles? We can hit them all real Cat quick Woman before Lonely we move City. on. What's up? Catwoman Lonely, Lonely City? Oh, uh, so I good. loved issue one. I didn't read issue two yet. Uh, the, the quick premise of this book, Catwoman, is significantly older. She's been in prison for a very, very long time for, uh, maybe killing Batman. Possibly. Probably not. Uh, she comes out. Uh, and she's got one mission to find this thing called Orpheus, which is uh, a 
a word that Batman mentioned the moment before he died because he obviously died in her arms. Uh, <laughs> you know, as, yeah. as you do. Uh, so now she is getting a little a little troop together to do that. You've got an old man killer croc who's just kind of kind of fun to hang out with. You're getting to see the uh, the the rogues gallery of uh, of, of Gotham uh, in their in their golden years through the perspective of Selena Kyle, which is really cool. So now, like she's like reuniting with friends or like even like work acquaintances for some of them, right? For the people like the Penguin. Uh, in this issue, uh, there are uh, two heists. Uh, one of which is stealing a Green Lantern ring. The other is going to Ace Chemicals or something. Uh, wow. Okay. This the 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 this book one Cliff Chang's art is freaking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. A lot of great art this week in comics. Cliff Chang definitely one of them. Uh, but this book has been so great not because of the action, which is good, but because of the character interactions. I love seeing old lady Catwoman sort of maneuver her old context and seeing, like, where are they now, right? Or seeing the villains interact in a way that isn't like, I'm gonna get you, Batman! Yes. Uh, but I, I'm like... Okay. I love Selena Kyle in this. Uh, I don't know if it's, like... I mean, we haven't seen this from her yet. And so I love that this issue has... or this. I, I've only read issue one so far. But what, like, it has given to her, like, overall just character. And I love, like, the artwork, the whole, like, aesthetic of it. It's so good. Dimitri, yeah, have you started reading it? Really I haven't read movie. Lonely City yet. Uh, but I, I really do want to. Uh, and it's Black Label, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I gotta check it out. I gotta check it out. You know, DC has been doing amazing with like their their black label series. Yeah. Uh shout out to what I mentioned maybe last week or the week before is Wonder Woman Historia. I don't know if you guys read that one. Manny, did we talk about this? Uh we didn't get to, but okay. the book is crazy gorgeous because Phil it is in work. Oh my it God. is amazing. I I had a secret Santa thing with my cast for my play. And I got my secret person, uh, Wonder Woman Historia, uh, oh. uh, the first book. And so I was like, I don't know if you're a Wonder Woman fan, but like, it's amazing. So just here you go. Oh, that's You know what? I've never thought about gifting people comics before. Yeah. I mean, um, if you find one that you think people would like, gift it to them and get them started. Get them hooked. You're, you're the drug dealer. You're the pusher. And, uh, you know, you're trying to get them addicted, right? That is such a good, yeah, I've never done that before. I, I'm always, I don't know about you guys, oh, I hate saying this, always kind of hesitant about letting people borrow my books because I don't get them back, which is no. good, which yeah. is good. Like, I, if they love them enough to keep them, I love it so much, but then also I'm like, oh, but, right. but my collection's off now. Right. <laughs> I, uh, one day when I, I want to start, like, giving or not giving but like loaning people these books i'm gonna have to keep like a list like a library catalog of like what 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 am i missing who checked out what kind of have like a I little private library all the time <laughs> what's up i lend out my books all the time do you yeah, get them back to you know sometimes uh most of the time i'm gonna say my, my whole thing is uh the the biggest barrier for people in comics often He's not wanting to make the leap to actually buy something they're not sure they're going to like, right? That makes sense. 
So, for example, if I loan someone a volume one of something, right? Yeah. That I think they can dig. And 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 don't and and don't bring it with caveats, right? Don't go like, man, you really like like don't keep poking them to read it. Just like let them have it, let them marinate on it, and then let huh. them come back to you whenever they're ready. Whenever they're ready to come back to me, you know, it doesn't even have to be soon, right? Yeah. Uh, then that is gonna get that that is gonna be the thing that's gonna cross them over. Right? I have done this so many times where somebody goes, you know, I don't know about comics, and then I'll like lend them something that I think they will like, and I'll be like, you know, take your time on it. Come back to me whenever, and then like you know, sometime down the line they'll go back and they'll be like, "Whoa, this thing!" And I'll be like, "Yeah, there it is," you know. And then that'll start them to getting to read more comic, to getting to sort of blossom on their own as a comic fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I love that. I like your patience, Manny. That that me being too. said, I let a, a friend of mine borrow Black Panther uh, for like three months, and I'm like, "Can you just finish it, dude?" But, like, you're not that way, Manny. Like, I'm that way. I'm like, I it's been three too. months. I want my comic back. Like, like <laughs> I, I let you borrow it out of the nicest of my heart. Just read the damn thing. That's just me. Or, like, they read it and they just don't, like, bring it back. And every time, I'm like, hey, do you remember that that comic? And they're like, yeah. So, um, Manny, you are a saint because I... I, I saint Nick be... himself. Oh, <laughs> I want to be more <laughs> like you, but I have trust issues um, because I let my superior Spider-Man is like one of my favorite comic friends. And I let, I don't even remember who I let them borrow like my whole stack of like that entire series. And I don't have it back. I don't have it. I, I, it's gone. You've lost a whole series. I did. I did. Trades or issues? Issues. What? No, because first thing, don't loan out the trade. Don't loan out the issues. Loan out the trades. I know, I know. I've, I've learned. I've learned. Like it's a learning process, and I did it. And from that time, I'm always like, it, it, you could read it if you if you come to my house and if it stays. Yeah. Sure. No, my Manny, you're you're saying. My whole thing is like very often. I've already read it, right? I've already gotten what I'm going to get out of that book for the most part, right? Uh. So now hopefully somebody else can get what I got or something different or something similar from that. Now that I'm done with it, you know what I mean? Now that I've like I've I've done that whole thing. Uh I, I often call I don't I often don't like to call my collection a collection, I call it a, a library because I want uh. this to be something that I can like, you know, share with people. Uh to like spread the word about this this like, you know, fun hobby that I have. You are too good for us, Manny. We don't deserve you. <laughs> And yeah. maybe, like, I, I don't know if it's, like, my OCD, like, it stresses me out, like, knowing yeah. I have, like, something that's, like, used to be there, and it's not yeah. there, and, like, where I have book one and three, but where's number two? I need it so I can go to sleep. Oh, Manny, you're too good. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let's move on past Manny's sainthood, because it's making <laughs> us all look bad. This is why he's Santa. Yeah. Uh, did you guys read, uh, 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 let's see, um, Justice League Incarnate number two? No. Uh, I'm a big fan of this. I'm a big fan of the DC multiverse and not the Marvel multiverse so much. Oh. Uh, yeah, I just, I grew up with the DC multiverse. DC multiverse makes sense. The Marvel multiverse is like, uh, it makes sense, but I, I hate how it applies to everything now. When it's like, eh, like the Marvel Universe doesn't 
hinge on the multiverse existing, you know? But the DC universe, I think, hinges on the multiverse existing. Um, that's just me personally. Um, Justice League Incarnate is a team of different uh, Justice League members of the multiverse. And so you get to see different versions like Aqua Woman and Captain Carrot and whatever. And the art is really good in this issue. And it's only two issues in. And okay. I think they're trying to find Barry Allen because Barry Allen's gotten lost in the multiverse. So they've sent like a in, like almost a, the whole team to investigate where is Barry Allen, you know? So um, Captain Carrot is pretty cool. And uh, 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 President Superman is the leader. And uh, in this issue, they go to the 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 universe in the multiverse that has to do with uh, uh, has to do with like dark magic. Like their Justice League is a bunch of demon, like Super Demon is is a character. It's it's their version of Superman, but it's Etrigan the Demon. And uh, uh, I don't know. It's an all right issue. It's not too bad. Not too bad. No, yeah. I didn't read as much DC as I wanted to get to. Yeah. But... What'd you read? I think I just read uh, Robin's uh, Dark Knight, One Dark Knight. Yeah. No, that could have been it. I started reading uh, Refrigerator Full of Heads, but I didn't get a finish on it either. Oh, uh, okay. What did you read from Marvel? Uh, Marvel, I read Hawkeye, Moon Knight, oh. Miss Marvel. How how is Hawkeye Kate Bishop number two? I, I read number one and it was okay. I was fine with it. Is number two um, good? Yeah, uh, we get a lot more development in number two. Uh, I still think it's just like okay, nothing that's like huge. Um, she solves like one case because um, she is searching for um, what was it? The diamond, uh, her aunt's or her sister's jewelry, uh, the mystic kidnapped a girl and then uh what was the third thing one other thing um so she found the missing girl uh or the kidnapped and um she's realizing that like something's going on in this bougie resort um so now she's trying to find like the secrets of that which has been pretty fun so i mean it's good uh, i liked it better than issue one but yeah okay something like super like climatic is it a noir book would you consider it noir i, I wouldn't no? Okay. No. Is it a detective mystery type book? Yes. Yeah, so, so have you read, like, any other, like, Kate Bishop books? Yeah. And, like, you know how she's, like, like, not necessarily, like, a private eye, but she's just, like, a detective. Like but, a hero for hire kind of thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so she plays really well into it. it yeah. It's, like, a classic Kate Bishop story, which I... I... We haven't seen... All right, we haven't seen it in the comic book, so, um, in a while. So, it's nice to see her again. Yeah, definitely. Manny, did you read this one? I did not, no. Okay. All right. Uh, I gotta, I gotta read it, because I, I read issue one. I didn't read issue two. Um, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Manny, uh, you got another book you want to talk about? Yeah, the book that surprised me the most this week, uh, Darkhold Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what you are saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was so good because the dark old titles have sucked, right? See, that was kind of what this is why I didn't. Manny asked me if I read it, and I was like, no. Like, I read Dark Hold. I wasn't really feeling it, so I kind of just vetoed it. So I haven't been a fan of the Dark Hold title. I was super disappointed with Blade, so I stopped. 
Yeah, even I, I like the other one that I read was Black Bolt, and I was like, that was fine. Uh, Wait, which this, one? Uh, Black Bolt. Okay. This. What's the premise? Uh, so, post-apocalypse situation in New York, except that everything is falling apart. We don't know why, we don't know how, but like people's limbs are popping off, and everything's just like breaking. Uh, so the deal is, Spider-Man, because of his enhanced healing, uh, is the only one who like is not that is not happening to, uh, and he has to run around the city basically every day and web up everything to make sure that it doesn't all fall apart. Okay. Uh, and he has to do this every single day, uh, because the web deteriorates. Right. Uh, Weird. The other person. Okay. The other person. That, the other person who is like still around is Reed Richards because of his you know stretchy physiology that doesn't really affect him, uh, and this is a sort of crazy body horror. Spider-Man story, where he he's like he's like exhausted at the end of his rope because he's like I I have to do this every single day, and Reed's like oh like we can use like a like a bit of my, uh my like, you know uh, body elasticity like, yeah yeah to like stretch it out and we just have to like do some tests on it and then Spider-Man has this like crazy moment where he like goes to fight Venom or whatever and inside Venom is the corpse of Eddie Brock, uh and he's like oh he's like. Yeah, he's like messed up now. Spidey's like, all right, that's it. He like goes and has dinner with the corpse of, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Gwen Stacy. Mary Jane? Oh, Gwen Stacy, okay. Uh, and so he goes back to reading. He's like, I have a better idea. So then we, the ne- the last page is everybody like all stitched up and stuff and they're all in blue. And this is because he has stretched Reed so far that now Reed is the thing that is keeping the city together. What? That Reed like, no longer is a person. He's just like strand, and you just see a little four in strands, and it just says, "Help me!" And he's like, "We we solved it." And you're like, "Oh!" So they like straight up go full horror in this, Oof. and like the imagery is crazy. Ooh. Uh, and it surprised me because I wasn't like I, I was like expecting you know another like what if the hero was bad situation, but the way they did this was really creative and interesting. Is this an, it's like an alternate universe stuff with the Darkhold? Is it from the Cancerverse? Think, you know how uh, the Dark Multiverse exists, right? Yeah. And they just like do these one-shot stories about. Yeah. Like, what if this story went super messed up, man? Yeah. Uh, that's essentially what this is. It's like okay. What if like Spider-Man's life was completely terrible in a different way this time? Uh, okay. But I think that the the apocalypse that they've chosen uh, for that they chose for this was really creative, and the solution to it was really unexpected for me. So interesting. Here for it. Okay. That's wild. And these are all one shots, yeah. Yeah. I actually, yeah, you're hundred percent correct. That one, I'm like, oh, I really need to read now. I thought you would like it. Like, yeah, like, your brother would probably dig this one. Yes, that sounds. I hate saying the word. That sounds really fabulous. <laughs> so um, yeah, I have to check that out. I wanna, I wanna touch on the uh, the the X Men titles uh, uh, from this month or this uh, this week. Uh, Sword, I, I know that you guys didn't read them, but uh, Sword number 11 uh, has to do with a continuation off the assassination attempt against the Shi'ar Empress. And so obviously the mutants have uh, 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 Arako, um, and uh, they have Mars, essentially. And there's this whole like kind of um, intergalactic politics kind of thing going. And then... Um, 
I don't know. It, 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 it's cool. You see Storm literally crush people with air pressure. Oh, dang. Um, and, like, she bleeds a little from the nose. She is a goddess, but, you know, she has limits. But she crushes all the assassins with, like, air pressure, which I thought was really cool. Uh, and then you see also, uh, you see a betrayal. This is the end of S.W.O.R.D., I think. I think this is the final issue of S.W.O.R.D. until they do new X-Men titles starting next year. Um, so this might be the final issue. You you deal with a mole who isn't really a mole, and then someone who isn't a mole becoming a mole. So, what? It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, Wolverine your 19- favorite this week? Oh, sorry, you're not. Oh, out of the three? Yeah. Sword number 11. There were some oh, wild okay. things. Uh, Wolverine number 19 is a Moby Dick kind of story. Basically, some big creature is killing, it, it's circling Krakoa and killing certain people in the water. And so Wolverine goes on a fishing expedition to kill the creature. And, uh, I mean, he does, obviously, because Wolverine is still alive. So, you know, Wolverine lives, but he kills the creature. Um, and then Trial of Magneto number five was weird. And I get what they were. It's so weird. That's why I, I messaged you guys. I was like, if any of you guys read it, then we could talk about and make sense of it. Scarlet Witch creates a, a, I don't know. I'm so confused. I was going to say, I really like the cover art for it. The The series has been horrible. Oh, and no. this issue kind of, this issue kind of makes it better with the effects and the fallout of it. Okay. But essentially what happened, if you guys want a spoiler, I'll give you the spoiler. I don't, yeah, go ahead. Magneto is the one who killed Scarlet Witch, of course, but with Scarlet Witch wanting to be killed so that she could, she knows that if she dies out of her, a su- let's just say suicide, killing herself, that the resurrection protocols won't bring her back. But so she instead stages a murder on herself in order to be resurrected. But through the resurrection process, she goes to essentially the astral plane, which is like heaven, through death, and allows Cerebro to back up mutants that have died that haven't been backed up before. Because they have the whole backup process. Mm -hmm. She she creates a link through almost space-time and the astral plane that allows mutants to, of all time, to be backed up now. And they can then get resurrected. So guess who they resurrected? Who? John Proudstar. Why? The first Thunderbird. Because he's the first X-Men to ever die. Well, oh. unless you count Changeling. But the point being is, he's like the first X-Men, right? To, to die. And the first big loss. And they brought him back. But the resurrection protocols weren't in place when he was... When he died. So they didn't back him up. But now they have. And now... The story is Wonder Wonder Woman, uh, Wonder Woman, Wanda, <laughs> Wa- Wanda, Scarlet Witch, has turned from the Great Pretender to the Great Redeemer, and so they the Krakoa accepts her now. I don't know whether she's a mutant anymore or, or, or back to being a mutant. I don't know. I did not read that part. I couldn't. I couldn't make sense of it. But it's weird. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully, X Men TikTok, X Talk, as we call ourselves. I was uh, gonna say, is there is there an X Men TikTok? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a lot of X Men TikTok hinges on young, like Gen Z. There's a lot of really? Gen Z 
kids that are 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 part of X Talk. But yeah, which uh, is interesting because I feel like there hasn't like there hasn't been like a mega X Men like a lot of the times like how you get those younger kids in is like off the movies. And yeah, there hasn't been like too many like movies recently. Yeah. But you know what yeah, it is? So what? You know what I feel like is drawing in Gen Z? It's what? queer representation. Oh, it's queer representation in, in X-Men that is drawing in the Gen Z crowd that jumped on for the for the new Dawn of X kind of stuff. Uh, House that of X, Powers sense. of X. Uh, that's what that's what I've, I've been seeing, personally. Um, but shout out to X-Talk out there. Uh, uh, you guys are doing great work. Uh, Tolliver Street. He doesn't watch the show anymore, but Tolliver Street uh, uh, is awesome. Um, but yes, those are my those are my X Men titles. Any other titles that you guys uh, 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 feel are worth noting? Um, let's see. Uh, I read Miss Marvel, which uh, 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 what's it called? Beyond the Limit. What yes. is it? I, um, I didn't okay. get to read it. So I haven't quite. So I've been really behind on Spider Man. Uh, I just have started the new story arc, so I'm not completely caught up on that one. Okay. But um, Spider Man is also with beyond the limit as well and from oh is that is that is that beyond like the beyond corporation yes oh okay interesting i think so i haven't quite like made it there there it wasn't really so in spider-man it is beyond as in like beyond corporation okay yeah i know that wasn't brought up in miss marvel too much but because it's also the same title as Spider-Man, um, I'm assuming that it it is. Okay. So, um, and I haven't read a ton of Miss Marvel stuff, so I thought this would have been a great time to jump on it. Um, and it was actually like I it was really good. Um, I love Miss Marvel, by the way. Like Miss Marvel you? is like one of my favorite solo characters. Really? I didn't know her, that. Her series has always been solid. Like even from the beginning, I don't know Manny if you, if you read Miss Marvel. I'm not reading Miss Marvel right now, but I've read all of that original Julie Lewis and read really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um, Samara Ahmed who's writing this series. Okay. Um, but uh, right now she like stumbles upon a robbery that was going on in the lab. She was taking a break, but superheroes really don't get breaks. Right. Um, and so <laughs> then uh, while she's trying to stop it, uh, she thought. She could have caused an interdimensional uh, corporations. Uh, so, like, big explosion. And yeah. now she, like, transports, and now she's, like, in this whole Bollywood movie scene. Like, oh, the okay, yeah. world is, like, Bollywood. So, That's, which is, okay. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll see issue two, how that plays out. So, I feel like if, if, if comics had musicals, I feel like this would be one. That's weird in the medium, though. How do you how do you get across a Bollywood musical in a like a a, a print medium? Yeah, um, the artwork is beautiful because we have like all those colors um, and everything. And uh, so far, I feel like that they've done a really good job at and trying to bring it to life. Okay. Through comics, I don't know. It's right. fun. I'm excited to continue. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to read it just because I love Miss Marvel, but uh, uh, I didn't get to do that. Um, Manny, you got another book? Yeah, uh, King Conan came out this week. King Conan yeah. number one. 
I uh, I set up the slideshow for you, man, because you, you brought up King Conan, and I was like, I'm just going to put all the variant covers on here. So if you watch ah. the slideshow, you'll see all, like, ten variant covers or whatever. Uh, tell tell me tell me about uh, King Conan number one. So to preface this, I am not, like, a Conan novels guy. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I jumped into Conan when Marvel got it because Jason Aaron and Mamudas Rar were doing uh-huh. it uh-huh. in the first five issues, and they were great. And then when they jumped off, I jumped off too. Uh, but now I'm back on it because Jason Aaron and Mamuda's Raw are back on Conan. And <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted out of this. So the deal is, uh, first of all, you don't have to read any of the previous Conan stuff to jump into this. This is a perfect place to just jump into Conan. All you need to know is Conan is badass barbarian dude. Cool. Uh, but in the beginning of this issue, he is a disgraced king. He's left his throne for some reason. He is... Uh, crashed on this island, and he fights uh, a snake wizard, and it's rad. Uh, it's rad. It, I mean, it, isn't that a classic Conan thing? The snake like cults and stuff. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He he like he like fights a snake wizard, and while we're trying to figure out like why uh why did Conan leave his throne? What happened? Uh, so we're getting flashbacks through this through this really awesome fight that's really well drawn by Moon's Rock. Uh, Jason Aaron sets up the emotional stakes for you pretty quickly. Uh, and again, even if you're not like a Conan person, if you didn't read Conan before, you can, you can jump into this and he sets them all up right away without doing like a thing where he like pauses and gives you backstory. It's just like Conan's like having this fight and remembering some stuff. Uh, and the end of this issue uh, is the, 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 the power that this, you know, snake wizard is using uh, is now being controlled by somebody else and there are zombies. Uh, uh. So... Aaron and Azura's original Conan run was a bunch of, like, just, like, quick bursts of, like, badass fantasy stuff, right? Yeah. And this seems like it's going to be very similar, where it's going to be really kinetic, really fun, like, fantasy adventure, which is what I'm here for. Okay. Nice. Uh, does Conan ca- count as swords and sorcery, or does it count as swords and sandals? Because those are two different was- subgenres, right? Yeah, I think Swords and Sorcery specifically because there's a lot of magic throughout the Conan okay. stuff. Although he does not himself hurl spells and things like that. What's Swords and Sandals? I think it's like straight up... Like Greek uh, mythology? It, would, would it be Greek mythology? Or I, feel like, like, I feel like Swords and Sandals is Greek mythology, but I'm going to look that up. Yeah. I am uh, learning so much right now. I didn't know any of this was a thing. Uh, another book this week that was really good that I don't yeah. think a lot of people are, are going to pick up because they're probably just going to skate right over it. Chicken Devil. Oh. Just the name alone. I'm always like, what is this that Manny is reading? Uh, uh, tell I us. Was, I was drawn in by the name, obviously. I was like, yes. I'll try something new this week. Uh, and the deal is, there's this guy who runs a, uh, who runs a, a famous group of chicken restaurants uh his partner in business was using it low-key to sell drugs uh the he steal he steals from the mob people that he's working for those mob people like cool we're gonna kill you we're gonna kill your uh your partner's family uh so now this dude who was basically put in this situation not of his own volition because it was his partner who was doing all the shady dealings under his nose is now uh has now lost everything and it's essentially like a like a crazy revenge tale as he gets revenge on the people that blew up his family and his business and his partner. Uh, mm. But you know, 
he, he uses the mascot suit of his chicken restaurant to stay anonymous. It is a crazy and ridiculous revenge tale. That's uh, so weird. It'd be like somebody weird. dressed as Grimace. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? Uh, it, it, it's again, a crazy and ridiculous revenge tale. Uh, the artwork is what really stood out for me here. Mm. Uh, they do a lot of really, really interesting panel layouts, and every single like uh, sort of angle that he uses is super dynamic, uh, and that kept me like constantly reading. This is one of those things that really takes advantage of the comic book medium and uses th the the sort of layout of a page as well as the images in those panels to tell the story, which I think uh, uh, was really cool. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I looked up Swords and Sandals and what it means. Swords and Sandals is the fantasy subgenre that deals with, like, Greco-Roman stuff. So uh, uh, it could be, like, a Caesar period piece, but it could also be, like, like mythology. But it also applies to, like, the biblical uh, movies that came out. Uh, you know, like Moses and, like, the Ten Commandments and, like, Spartacus and Ben-Hur. Those are also Swords and Sandals. So kind of a wide subject matter, you know? The more you know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, uh, I read... Uh, yeah. Uh, so, for one, Moon Knight, um, I've really been enjoying that title. Um, and we finally figured out, like, the villain... Which title? Who, uh, Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read up to number five after we talked last about it, I think. Oh, yeah? I read up... Yeah, so, uh, but I'm, I didn't get to read number six. Oh, number six is really good, too. Um, just that, like, you know, we figured out who, uh, the villain was. Um, yeah, it was a bait and switch red herring thing, right? Yeah, it was Zodiac. Um, and then, yeah. uh, were you, I don't want to give it away, but was, uh, Hunter's Moon in there? Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, um, in, in number five, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I kind of just binged, uh, the last, well, I, I didn't read five yet, so I read five and six today. Um, so, I mean, it, it ended good. Uh, nothing too much from issue five TVH. Okay. Uh, he goes back to uh, Gear and Gear. How do you say your name, Tyra? Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. It was, it didn't leave off like on, um, it's kind of like a filler, nope, a filler, filler comic. Um, but Ethan Rich was really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was, so. have you been reading Ethan Rich? I read the first two issues and I was really impressed, but I just didn't get a chance to get it to. Uh... Oh, it's the rest is really good. Um, well, I've enjoyed it. I know when we were talking about it with Albert, uh, he didn't like issue four, but mm. I feel like issue five is really good. So okay, all right. Um, what were we saying? Were oh, it's it just that it's it's a another kind of gory, weird comic. Yeah. But... Okay. Uh, let's talk about some independent comics because uh, uh, I love the fact that you guys read them and uh, I like getting, I have to pick and choose, but like I got, I hopped on Primordial and I read Stray Dogs. Did I tell you I read Stray Dogs? I made Did a TikTok like video. Oh, I, you cried, right? Yeah, it's the TikTok video. I literally was like, after I'm crying after reading Stray Dogs, I'm like, I'm just going to do a TikTok with tears in my eyes because that's how much like like it, it like impacted me i'm like i gotta talk about it stray dogs was crazy um mm -hmm. and i wouldn't have known if it wasn't for you guys you know and like i it took me forever to pick it up because of the artwork um because i hate you know how we're not supposed to judge books by covers but i do it looked disney right yes it just looked and like I'm a like, disney thing oh i wouldn't want to read 
But yeah. it was a story with Oh, so good. I there okay, again, these are ideas like gift comics. Yeah. Right? If you think someone would like stray dogs, get the trade is I don't know if the trade's out, but if get the trade yeah, of stray dogs yeah. and gift that, you know? Uh I mean the Wonder Woman Historia book was like eight bucks. So like that was a hefty thing. But like, okay. Like it's a it, I mean that's a like it's really good. Stray dogs, really good. Find the things that your loved ones are gonna are gonna really dig, uh, or something that you really dig that you want to share with other people. Well, right. Either or, you know. No, I'm not either. good at get, I'm not good at gift giving, but I think my strength might come with who I what I think a person would like in a comic book. That I might, love that. I've never thought know? about that at all. Yeah. No. And I've always been like, oh, they don't like comic books. I'm not going to. Yeah. That shit. Yeah. Yeah, I worked in comic retail for like seven years. So there are so many people out there who have like many curated comic books because so many people came to the store going like, I need something for this person. To give me. I'm great at it. So Lucky I'm them. I can't I imagine. Know. Oh, look at you, Manny. You got an you awesome see, TikTok. You're changing the world. You, you are, you're, you're spreading. Yeah, you're spreading the comic cheer, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's awesome. By the way, I'm really happy to have you guys both on this show. If I didn't say that already, just in general, and also today, you know, uh, thank you guys for 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 being a part of this. Thanks um, for having us, even with all like the technical difficulties you have to deal with. Thanks yeah, for, we're doing it for us. It's 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 nice. We're gonna do it either way. Even if nobody was watching this, I'm glad that I'm here talking with you guys about like. Me what we're too. Reading, I'm you know? glad we are here. Uh, Ju Lucinda out in the comments says uh, that Ju Lucinda is only reading Ma this week. Going to read the latest issue after this. So I guess Ju Lucinda is just a really big Ma fan. Um, nice. Oh, Ju Lucinda says, it's true. I am one of those people with comics curated by Manny. Manny, do you know Ju Lucinda? Uh, yeah, that's my favorite. Okay. Oh, that's so cute. Okay, okay. I was I was about to say, how did, how did you find us? Um, awesome. Um, did anyone yeah. read House of Slaughter? Uh, I not yet. Did you? No, I, I'm behind on one issue, so I haven't read issue two. But uh, issue one was really good, and I've loved the Something's Killing the Children, like... Universe? Yeah. Something's Killing the Children is so good. I'm waiting for House of Slaughter to come out in trade to read it. Uh, yeah. I'm, mm. I'm reading Something's Killing the Children in trade. Yeah, see, uh, that's I've been reading that one on digital because I've, I've been doing the same view, um, where I've been buying them on trade, but I read them digitally. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's I, I I love that whole James Tinian has been killing it, literally. Um, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? I read Radiant Black now, but I did not read <gasps> issue eleven. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, again, yeah. because of the show, you guys, you guys have been getting me into independent. I can't read all these independent comics, but like. I, I, I read Primordial, right? I read Radiant Black. Did you, did you like Primordial, by the way? Uh, I think it's slowing down. I, I, I need it to pick back up again. Uh, yeah. Then again, maybe I didn't read the recent issue of that. So I got to catch up on that. But Radiant Black, I've caught up to issue 10. I have not read issue 11 that came out this week. That's uh, where I'm at. I didn't read issue yeah. 11 either. I yeah. did. <gasps> did you like it? Was How it was it? Uh, I feel like last issue was like so good. And this was just sort of like, we need to like, Reel it back for a little bit. Like the last yeah. issue made me freaking cry. Issue ten oh. had me in tears by the end of yep. it. Uh, but in this issue, uh, you know, he comes back. His friend is like, you know, back from the not dead, but like, you know, he's coma. Around. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's out of his coma. Uh, and 
in this issue, there are he goes and live streams a, uh, a, a, a like a crime busting with Radiant Pink, uh, okay. and uh, there's an interesting choice that he makes at the end of there that I'm not going to spoil for y'all. Okay. And also, we set up something really, really interesting with the friend going forward. Uh, okay. At the end of it, little the, the end of it hints hints at what's going to come. But it was a good issue. It seems like a very like trans like we're transitioning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, the last issue definitely felt like the end of an arc. Yeah. Off, right. Uh, so this so now we're just sort of building things back up again. They recently announced a, a Radiant Red miniseries. Oh. Uh, oh. So I'm really looking forward to that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, um. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Did you have thoughts, Ambrosia, about Radiant Black? Is that what you were gonna say? No. Um. I just really have enjoyed that series so far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one that I've been reading? Uh, Somebody oh. said a righteous thirst for vengeance. Who read that one? Oh. I did. How was it? Uh, it's interesting. I like this feels. This doesn't feel like a Rick Remender comic. Uh, and, and that's not a bad thing. It's just not what I was expecting because Rick Remender tends to be very like in your face all at once, very quickly and constantly moving right if you read uncanny x-force you know what i'm talking about uh mm-hmm. or like deadly class or something like that uh this book takes its time it's very very much a slow burn uh so there is a uh a, a, a web of dark web assassins right and okay. you follow a guy who is uh faking being one so he can get to the crime scenes earlier to save the people there uh, oh, but we only, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, we only just learned this this issue, and a lot of the a lot of the 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 first two issues were sort of just him sort of going through his day to day, which is really really interesting. Uh, uh, the artwork is really good. I think that this is probably going to read really good as a trade, uh, okay. because those first two issues are very much. Just like setting a stage, setting an, an ambiance, setting a presence for what the the plot really kicking in in this issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Again, a slow burn. Uh, it, it almost like meditates on itself because a lot of the, a lot of the book is like him walking from place to place. A lot of it is dialogueless. Uh, so when stuff does happen, it like feels really really jarring because you were just sort of in this. Like, like letting things rock and then like boom here's here's like something really really hard hitting and this issue does that uh yeah i like it i think that mileage is going to vary depending on how like boom 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 you want your comics you know what i mean uh yeah and, uh, and how you're reading it uh but hopefully when it comes out in trade it's probably going to read a little bit better than it did in this issue. but i like it Oh. I, I have a question for you guys uh, and your your experiences with uh, independent comics. Uh, do you feel like independent comics are best read in trades? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah? Then yeah. why take the risk on single issues? Uh, because that's how the industry works. I feel like the problem... Uh, let, let's go into like big problems with the comic book industry is the reliance on the single issue, right? Marvel and DC could be putting out way more graphic novels. There are so many miniseries that can just be released as graphic novels and do significantly better and then release two issues and then cancel it because nobody's reading it. Yes! Right. Uh, I, I feel like there there is this, like... Uh, for example, all of the Black Label books, why are they single issues? Why? I agree. They There's do... no point. Uh, for prestige. That's 
right? That's the goal, right? It's the idea that like it's a single issue and it's collectible. They rely on the single issues for speculation and collecting and stuff, right? That's kind yeah. of what the industry is. And uh I mean that's just the way I feel. I don't know. No, and like and that's what sucks because I do buy the single issues because like it goes back to like trying to do both. Um, I personally prefer to read a lot of these independent books in uh -huh. trade form, but at the same time, you, you want to support them and like want them to succeed and um, have like have their name more known out there. And so then I buy the single issues and then I end up with like, both or right. I read them digitally. I feel very, I feel pretty similarly. I think there's some books that take advantage of the single issue. Like, for example, we were just talking about it, but Radiant Black doesn't conform to the four or five, to the five or six issue arc in their, in its stories. There are a lot of right. one-shot issues that focus on different things there. Each story feels like it can last between, like, you know, three and, and four, or as opposed to five and six, which I kind of like because as a single issue reader, you're getting a lot more, it feels like bang for your buck and you're getting things moving forward a lot more. Even, and even if you don't get that, you get like a reprieve from all of it with this one shot issue. Everything is one and done in that book that you're reading, which is great, which is, I think, something that more single issues need to do. Right. Yeah. But if you're writing a, a comic that is coming out in single issues and you are conforming like dead on to sixth and trade, sixth and trade, sixth and trade, there is no point because you're just writing for the trade. Right. Uh, uh, Radiant Black reminds me a lot of Invincible in the way kind of in, in, in that in that pacing of sorts. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying there also I think applies to Invincible where Invincible I don't think does like six issue arcs. It just kind of continues. It, it just keeps going. Radiant Black seems that way. Uh, and I'd be, I'm all for Radiant Black becoming the next Invincible. If it wants to go 144 issues, let it go 144 issues. Like I'm cool with that. Uh, here's a question, though, is what gets released early or, like, quicker on trade paperback? Like, DC and Marvel comics in trade paperback once the six issues are done? Or independent comics? Indie comics. Yeah. Really? They get, yes. like, right away? They're like, boom! Like, for the most part, they're, like, a month apart. Mm. That's From, good, like, though. the final issue. Yeah. That's good. Uh, the problem with the Marvel and DC is that they like to do this thing well, they'll tease you with a hardcover that's, like, a little bit more expensive than your budget will allow. And then they'll yeah. let that yeah. sit for, like, a year, and then they'll give you a trade paperback. But then okay. by then, you're like, oh, now i got to wait another, like, two years for the actual trade of the next part of this book to come out. Yeah. Because you gave, me a you gave me a hardcover first that, you know, is exorbitantly expensive. I'm looking at you, the way did that they were cut, that they sort of collected the tail end of Rebirth. Did I... Uh, spend $25 on a hardcover of Nightwing just this week for that reason. Because, like, the thing is, is trying to find those back issues has been hard because everyone keeps telling me, like, Nightwing is where it's at. So I have been looking for those back issues. I haven't been able to find them. And then DC just came out with the hardcover this week of yeah. uh, Nightwing. And... $25 for the hardcover and no no trade back. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I hate 
like the different sizings of different like hardcovers versus paperbacks. Like none of it looks uniform. None of my shelves are uniform. In height I, or or sticking out this way. Do you guys follow uh, who's it? Omnibus, the 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 guy on the TikTok. Yeah. Oh my gosh, his collection is like beautiful, and yeah. I'm like this. He's he has the biggest collection. Uh, yes. Manny, I think, is number two as far as I, I've seen. I agree. Yeah. Uh, just for those of you who don't know and who are watching, it's just oh crazy. I never knew. Wait, how far does it extend that way, Manny? Are you able to show? Yeah. It go. Oh dang. And then also we can just like. What are those? Fla- what? Those Up to so the ceiling, cool. Manny. Yeah, Wait, how many yeah. things high is it? Six shelves? Six shelves high? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven shelves high. Dang. One, two, three, four, five. I only got a five shelfer, and then I put six on the top, right? Whatever I have on top. But I'm, like, I'm a basement dweller, so oh, all my man. stuff is in storage. Manny, what I have is what I bought. The- you're making me feel inadequate, Manny. Your size is impressive. <laughs> it's too <laughs> impressive, Manny. Your size, oh. I, uh, uh, oh man. The symptom of my addiction, man. <laughs> so I, I always like, no, I, it's, it's an expensive hobby. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. But trades are way better to, to collect than, than single issues. You can put them on your shelf and like display them and they're going to be cheaper per issue. If you buy them in trade, you know? Yeah. Do you, Manny, do you guys, do you have a lot of single issues? No, no, for the most part, I read single issues digitally and I buy trades. Okay. There are certain oh. books that I'll buy in single issue, right? Like uh, stuff that my friends write is an immediate buy in single issue. Yeah. Uh, other books that I that I feel like if I don't support them, they're not going to get to trade or they're going to get canceled by the time they get to trade. I really like to buy those in single issues. Yeah. Uh, and like, for example, I'm buying all of the Milestone stuff in single issues as it comes out, even though I can get it on... DC uh, Infinite, because there's day and date on DC Infinite, I want to support those as best I can because I'm really passionate about how that how I think that line could be hyped up way more than it is right now, and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is there. You know? Yeah, no, I get that. Demetri, what do you do? Mostly, mostly trades, and I read digitally. I have single issues, but I only have like one short box, you know, that's like this, that has all my, all my single issues in it, um, that I've just collected over... 30 years it's not much but you know it is i like i like the trades so i have like i'm trying to complete a whole like literally every x-men like trade i'm trying to like so like if you're like oh you remember that one issue where like blah 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 blah, and i'm like oh yeah yeah yeah, it's in this one i want it so that like anyone who's like they want to read x-men from start to finish like can read it so like it starts with essential uncanny essential uncanny x-men number one and then it kind of has a, I have a bunch of the essential books and I'm yeah. trying to fill out older titles with that and then whatever. Anyway, it's, mostly trades to answer. No, I like that. Cause it's so much easier to like, you don't have to stress out like I do when oh, people lose all of your single issues or yeah. yeah. Also, I, I can't display single issues. Like how do you display them? Um, I do, but it, I go through like this rotation cycle. Um, I can't, I I can't display all of my single issues. Like I literally have about like 15 boxes in storage. Um, oh shit. And so I have mostly single issues. And so I, I display like one shelf is like all like 
Amazing Spider-Man because that is like I have mm, the early that is something that I've been trying to collect is like all the single issues of Amazing Spider-Man um and then like one shelf is um Star Wars another shelf is like my most recent like yeah so I I have to do this rotational thing um which isn't necessarily convenient if you want to go back and like reread older stuff so like all my Hail Hydra stuff are like yeah. stuff from years ago is like packed away and i can't just like yeah i get those. that uh are you reading the star wars comics yeah um so, am like, i very behind um so like uh the war of bounty hunters uh i fell yeah. behind at war of bounty hunters that's when i yeah. fell behind yeah um i'm trying to get caught back up so over my break so now that i'm on break my goal is to try i'm so backlogged on star wars my goal is to try to get caught up on star wars and like all my other stuff so i could be yeah. on top of it again yeah i get that um star uh, i just wanted to shout out star wars darth vader number 19 i didn't get to read it but uh because uh, again I'm, I'm behind in my star wars stuff but star wars darth vader 19 did come out this week uh uh, uh i don't know what it's about but you know if you're a fan of darth vader and whatnot uh definitely check it out and then there's a new series called star wars from star wars the high republic it's called Trail of Shadows. So the Trail of Shadows yet, number but... three has come out. So, because um, Star Wars has a couple of different titles now. And they so, have a lot of different titles. Yeah, but that must mean they're doing well, right? In the Star Wars realm of things, it is. Yeah. It's been really cool. What I, like, I don't understand if it, um, you are a Star Wars fan, you really should be reading these comics because they just go in so depth of like some of these characters that you don't yeah. get to see in the movies. Uh, and some people don't want to read like the actual like books that they have coming out. And this is such another great like resource to get like your star Wars fix. Yeah. Um, I have no complaints at all. They've been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, I wanted to mention Wastelanders Hawkeye that came out this week. Uh, I didn't read it, but I read Wastelanders Wolverine last week, which was, uh, old man Logan essentially. Uh, and it was interesting because it seems like they've retconned or at least in his mind, did his mind get erased? Did old man Logan's mind get erased when he went back to his universe? I think so. So I didn't read, um, Wastelanders, uh, Hawkeye either, but I read the Wolverine and that's what I think. Yeah. So, um, I'm hoping that maybe waste, uh, Hawkeye will give us a little more. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. So. Well, cause there was wasteland Avengers of the wasteland miniseries, right. That came out. Mm-hmm. It was like six issues, five issues or something. So maybe they're trying out? to expand. That was like a year ago, right? That was oh, during, okay. yeah, I think it was 2020. Um, by the way, how crazy is it that soon it'll be 2022? What the fuck? We Why? Weird time loop. Oh, speaking of time loops, um, if you are into, I forgot, uh, if you are into like any time travel or anything, um, Time Before Time, which is done through Image, um, has been a really fun um, time traveling book. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but yeah, we're in th- 2022 almost. And it's- COVID's yeah. not over. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of good comics uh, came out this week. You know, we, we talked about most of them. I mentioned Avengers Forever. Uh, I think Avengers Forever was really cool. You get, uh, you, you're, you're dealing with the multiverse and you're dealing with, essentially there's a multiverse masters of evil going around and messing with the timelines of different Earths. 
And so we have this like, it is dark. This this issue. Wait, who read Avengers Forever number one? Okay, Manny. It was dark, like Holocaust dark, right? Whoa. Yeah, like it it gets uh, like pretty immediate and like pretty immediately too. Yeah, there, uh, Ambrosia. There is a train. This is like a a Holocaust uh, essential like universe where Black Skull is its venom and Red Skull. I think mixed together oh. is is ruling, and and there are trains of of like camp victims, and the trains run on burning the people they're transporting. What? That, so instead of coal or steam powered, it's human beings powered by burning. That's... It is dark as fuck. I also need to read that. Uh, yeah. But we like have our, our 616 Robbie Reyes there. And oh, he's cool. there to, to, to figure it out. I think he'll put together a multiverse Avengers team. Um, I mean, if, the, if, it, if it's anything like the original Avengers Forever, then that's probably what's going to go down. Yeah. Yeah, um, and we oh we meet uh, Ant Man who is Tony Stark. What? Yeah, and he has a he has a robot ant. Oh yeah. wait, like a robot like ant ant or like ant. like yeah. Iron Man is his aunt. Okay, okay. interesting. Like, Iron Iron Man is the ant. His name is Shellhead. Shellhead, I like it. Yeah, that's it's so weird, but I love it. I love it. It, it was okay. really good. It was a really good one. Although very dark. It starts off with what? A dismembered Odin enchanting Mjolnir with his last like dying breath. And he enchants it to all all vengeance. Like he's like, whoever holds a hammer shall have the power of all vengeance. It's like, oh shit. Okay. This is gonna be dark ass shit. Alright. <laughs> oh man. Manny, do you have any thoughts? That was all right. Like, I, I'm not following Aaron's Avengers right now, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I feel like you can read this definitely without having read that and be fine. Uh, but I feel like because I don't know like what this spun out of, I was just like, all right, like I'll, I'll take it at face value. And yeah, I've seen a thousand different versions of like, man, what if the Marvel Universe but messed up? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, you're gonna have to show me something other than what if the Marvel Universe but messed up because I've seen that yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah. Which I'm sure he will, because Jason Aaron is really, really good. So Yeah. It's cool because these covers also show, like, different universe versions of these characters. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot to look forward to. Oof. Yeah, I'm, we have I'm some excited. good stuff. Um, also, like, it was just announced to kind of off-topic-ish. Uh, Donnie Keats, because you know how Donnie Keats is writing Hulk and Thor? Uh, oh, yeah. There's going to be, like, the crossover where they battle. Oh, okay. I like his Thor run. I really do. Yeah. Me too. So um, I, I, I think that would be cool. Oh, uh, the end of Avengers Forever number one, the three daughters of Thor from the future are uh, are, are are surfing the cosmos. It's pretty cool. Oh. I love them. Did you guys read Supergirl this week? Supergirl? I no. didn't. I didn't. Uh, but do you like it? Is it? Did it end? It was a six-issue arc? Eight. Oh, it's eight? Why is that getting eight? Is it good? Uh, is it worth it? I am, like, of two minds on this book, right? So I think okay. that I have to, like, stop 
trying to like uh, deal with Tom King's trying to be poetic BS and just sort of take every issue at face value. Because this is essentially like the epic space adventures of Supergirl and her like, you know, little friend. Yeah. Uh, and each issue, if you take those just as like standalone cool adventures that they have, they're all rad. Like she fought a dragon last issue, you know what I mean? In this issue, there is this uh, like magic ball that is going really, really fast and they're like, nobody can catch up to that. And she's like, yeah, no man or woman. But how about a horse and the comet the super horse shows up and you're like, oh, yeah, all right, let's go. Oh, no. Oh, no. But what's uh, Comet's backstory now? They didn't go into, like, what Comet would, like, happening. They were just like, Comet just shows up. Yeah. And she, like, is going after this this thing while sort of uh, reminiscing about her past and what and what and how that is affecting her now. Uh, yeah. I'm not super into, like, the big overarching plot of this book. Like, I feel like I don't really care about this young girl or anything like that. And they haven't done a, lot, a good job of, like, making me. But I think the individual adventures that they go on are really cool. And also, Bilquis Everly is a freaking star. That's the artist. And she is so good on this book. Every single issue has been stunning. Like, straight up stunning. All right. Uh, it's, 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 so overall, like, it's, it's really overwritten. Uh, but the artwork is fantastic and, i heard it's uh, true grit is that is that that's what somebody said it's true grit this issue or this story just this this story is true grit yeah it's like a, it's like a revenge story yeah about this this girl trying to trying to kill the dude that they killed her father and then Supergirl's yep. like i'll like take you there but you know like uh, uh. uh again i feel like the biggest issue that i'm having with this book is not even the, the story as much as like Tom King just overwriting the hell out of it. Like every, yeah. every single thing needs like a big, like wordy, big paragraph, poetic thing about Supergirl's backstory and da, da, da. And you can only do that so long. Yeah. Until I'm like, shut up and let Bilquis Everly speak or, or, or rather draw. Because yeah. that's again, that's the best part of this book. And okay. I want Bilquis Everly on like more stuff going out of right. like, if this is the book that like you know jump starts her into like bigger things because she was on like the Sandman universe stuff for a little while before this, mm. uh, more superhero stuff by Bill Cosberly. That's 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 what this book's all. All right, um, I just want to shout out Newbie on the Amazons. It has been a really good series. Uh, I did not read issue number three yet, but uh, I am going to, and there's no reason why not to. Uh, DC has done a recent thing with retooling the Amazons and the whole Wonder Woman like mythology and it's really tight right now whether it's wonder girl and the the amazons of the amazon like and, and there's like other tribes of amazons they're dealing with that wonder woman is back in her own title and she's dealing with dr psycho we got newbie and the amazons out there we got wonder woman historia we got wonder woman evolution did somebody read that no i did was it good uh, I don't know I don't it. Know, I don't know what to think about this series yet. Uh, what is it? So it, it looks like this issue introduced the plot, actually, right? Okay. So uh, at the end of last issue, she got teleported somewhere. Uh, and in this issue, it's revealed that it's an alternate Themyscira where, uh, you know, uh, Steve Trevor is, uh, has super strength and is evil. So we're going to call him Steeble. Uh, okay. And she fights him and then 
these like primordial beings, one of the like 50 that they've introduced in the last God knows how long. And yeah. you see, you're like, hey, what's up, Wonder Woman? So here's the deal. You're in the space between universes, one of the, again, many, and you're going to go on trial for the entirety of humanity. And that's how this issue ends. Yeah. I feel like we're really going to get to like what the main crux of this book. Like, this feels like it should have been the end of the last issue. Yeah. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's weird. But I'm interested to see where it goes because I don't know what that means and I don't know who these things are or anything like that. So I'm curious to see what Wonder Woman standing on trial for humanity actually entails. Uh, also, yeah. Mike Hawthorne does the art of it on here and it is not as good as when he did Superior Spider-Man. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, I uh, want to also do... Uh, I feel like I'm at this point where I gotta shout out these comics and make an excuse why I didn't read it, but that they're <laughs> that they actually are good. For example, Black Panther number two. I read Black Panther number one. I'm hooked. I'm digging it. Black Panther number one. Black Panther number two. I have not read, but I'm. If it's anything like number one, it's definitely worth reading. Um, the previous Black Panther run, I didn't really resonate. It didn't resonate with me, but like this one, um, is doing pretty well. I don't know if you guys read Black Panther or what your favorite Black Panther runs are, but I really like the Reggie Hudlin one. Um, I have that run in trade. No, uh, I haven't kept up with Black Panther. Okay. I like the Christopher Priest stuff from back in the day. I like the Reggie Hudlin stuff as well. I did yeah. vibe with the coat stuff just because it was, mm. uh, like I often like to say, it's very overwritten and going into yeah. like Wakandan politics and stuff like that. And I was like, that's definitely for somebody, and I understand why a lot of people are digging this, but it's just not for me. Yeah. Uh, but I have not checked out this one yet, so I'm very Okay. I, I, do like, I do like this run, and I definitely think that if you want to get back into Black Panther and, and see the full scope of Wakanda working on international relations and stuff, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good one. At least issue number one is, so, you know. Um, a lot of good books came out this week. We are literally, it's an embarrassment of riches at this point, right? Like Always. Like, However, I heard that the next couple of weeks are going to be pretty slow. Oh, okay, okay. Um, which is Still which is enjoy fine. It now, yeah. Um, there will be one week that we're going to take off in uh, in in uh, January. Um, so that'll be January thirteenth. We won't have a comic talk. Um, so maybe it's one of those weeks, and then it's not too bad. But. Uh, uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show and being a part of this and being able to have both of you on this show. Uh, it's always amazing. And uh, this show wouldn't be what it is without you two. Uh, I know we have other guests and those guests are always awesome, but it's a very small pool of guests that we have. Right. And everybody is awesome. And that's what's so great is that like, even though it's a small group of people that are on comic talk, um, everybody here is here for a reason because you are all amazing at what you do. So thank you, Manny and Ambrosia for coming on the show. And Thanks like, for having us. I love our little comic book community that yeah. everyone has. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, before, uh, uh, we get going, I want to know, uh, Ambrosia, what is your social media? Uh, what do you got coming up? Any plugs? Let's see. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Ambrosia underscore Linda. And um, TikTok at Comics and Cupcakes. Um, I am restarting my comic book history lessons starting January 7th 
uh, that's uh, a podcast. Um, and then I uh, check out Scout Comics because I get to do all their social media stuff, which is super exciting. Yeah. Um, I want to do a, a TikTok series re- uh, uh, coming up about the comics that made me. Like, the comics oh, that, like, I grew I up that. with that, like, really were integral to my love. So, like, my Tintin comics, I'm going to do one. But, like, Kingdom Come is a big one that I'm, like, Kingdom Come was a big one for me when I was growing up. Um, I and, love like, that. you know, things like that. So, uh, I love all your guys' work. Uh, you guys do amazing stuff. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Manny, uh, what's your social media? Where can we find you? You got any plugs? You can find me on TikTok at Manny's Picks. You can find me on Instagram at Manny's.Picks. Uh, I do talk about comics history, give comic recommendations, things like that. Uh, I'm going to be posting a lot more on the TikTok in the new year, so look forward to that. Yay. Awesome. Um, uh, you guys are both uh, amazing people with amazing talents, and I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh, audience out there, if you are watching us live, you're watching us at volume.com slash The Keeg Show. I am trying to work and make sure that we get better internet coming into 2022. Uh, it's more than just the internet. I think there's, there's some like drop-off points and stuff, so uh, I'm trying to work on that. That being said, if you want to donate to the show, not only Comic Talk, but any Keeg-related shows, I want to create more shows Follow us uh, and subscribe on patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. I promise I will make it worth your while. If you'd like to have your name um, in, in, the, in a donor's list that will play at the end of every episode, there's definitely those things. I will answer questions on TikToks, maybe get some guests to answer some questions, uh, whatever question you want. Um, you can get Keeg merchandise at a certain tier, the noble person tier. Um, there's, there's a lot of awesome things. So just, just check out. Patreon.com slash The Keeg Show. Uh, just see if it's, if it's something for you. Um, you know, not necessarily asking for free donations, though that is acceptable as well. But we will definitely, I will definitely work on it to make it worth your while. So Patreon.com slash The Keeg Show. Um, if you're watching us, you're watching us on Volume.com slash The Keeg Show. If you're listening to our podcast, you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. That's where we're at. That's where you can find us. However you digest us, definitely leave a sparkling review, like, comment, subscribe, do whatever you need to do wherever you're watching or listening to us. Definitely appreciate it. And if you're on social media, at The Keeg Show on Instagram, at The Keeg Show on TikTok. And if you tweeted us, at The Keeg Show on Twitter. Tweeted us, definitely will answer. Uh, that's pretty much the gist of things. Uh, we're going into uh, Christmas for those of you who celebrate Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas for those of you uh, who who celebrate uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Uh, happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, New Year's is coming up next week. We'll have a comic talk before then. But if I don't see you before then, Happy New Year as well. 2022, hopefully, is just going to be a better year for everybody. And uh, we're going to continue bringing you uh, quality stuff. And Manny and Ambrosia are going to continue giving you guys quality TikToks. So, you know, definitely check them out as well. It'll be a good uh, year. It'll be a good year. There's always a setup year. And if 2021 was your setup year, then 2022 is your spike year. You know? It's that set and spike. It's that alley-oop and dunk. Whatever sport. It's that, it's that pass and, and score. I don't know. Uh, we're talking comics not sports here those all those things thank you guys so much uh for being a part of this uh grand experiment we call life i'm a peace out i'm your host yeah no problem i'm your host Demetra Pereira, and this has been another episode of comic talk take care everybody peace out 
king. 